Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. I'm Chris Villanueva, CEO of Let's Eat Grandma, the world's best resume writing service. And today we have a special episode for you. Our job fair's dead. You may be wondering this as we venture into 2023. And while the landscape has changed dramatically over the last few years, you may ask yourself, which best practices for job seekers have not changed? For example, if I'm being told that networking is the best way to land jobs, what does this actually mean in an increasingly virtual world? Well, in this episode, and for the first time, we'll cover the wonderful world of virtual hiring, and we'll uncover some tips to help you land more interviews. Today, I brought on Steve Edwards, founder of Premier Virtual, an innovative company helping businesses host successful virtual hiring events. According to Steve, virtual hiring events are an essential component of any recruitment effort, and his team is committed to help usher in this new era. After four years of jumping out of planes in the army, he moved to attend FAU and eventually start his own platform. As a leader in the industry, the Premier Virtual Platform has helped more than 50,000 companies connect with almost a million job seekers and host over 7,000 virtual hiring events. This number is growing daily, and I think you'd be surprised to know that the largest career fair ever was held through Premier Virtual. We'll get into that during the show. So as you can see, this is going to be a very impactful episode here. I don't want to lead you into the answer by asking the question, are job fairs dead? But I think you're going to be surprised by what we have to say during the show. So without further ado, this is episode 282 of the Career Warrior Podcast. All right, Steve, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Every day above ground is a great day. I love that attitude. And I love for listeners, there's a wonderful American flag in the background, and it's it's just awesome. And I'd love actually to draw in some of your U.S. Army transition and experience, too. I know we have a lot of career transitioners on the podcast, but first I'll ask the most thought-provoking question I can to kick off the show. Are job fairs dead? In-person job fairs are dying, and they're not going to be on longer. Now, there's going to be people that are going to fight me on that and, and say, they're here. We want that face-to-face -face interaction. Who wants the face-to-face -face interaction? In a second, I'll go into the advantages and disadvantages, because I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both sides. Mm -hmm. But you know, before going into that, I just I would ask, I haven't attended a job fair personally in such a long time. What do you think the average person who attends a job fair would expect to see if they were to attend one of these in-person things? In-person job fairs, yes. they're going to see entry-level type of positions there. Companies that are always hiring because there's always turnover, right? And that's the people that are coming to these. Unfortunately, right, if you're coming to a, a job fair during the day, you're probably unemployed looking for a job. And those are the type of people. Now, I'm not saying that there's bad companies in in-person job fairs. I still attend some. If my clients are hosting an in-person job fair, right. I go there because I'm going to support them. But I also have my virtual booth up. So if people want to submit their resume to me, they can do it virtually. Yeah, so makes sense. They're not 100% dead. But if you look at how many companies, especially during COVID, job fair companies went out of business because they couldn't make that switch or they didn't want to make that switch. Because a lot of times it's the mindset of the host 
of what do they want to see. But now when people are excited about an in-person job fair of 30 people at their job fair, it used to be yeah. 300 to 1,000. It's just a different mindset. It, and, and as we grow to more of a technology-based world in a digital world, right. and it's going to continue to go more digital than less, right? The metaverse is coming out. Let's talk about that flexibility here. But first, just the number. How many people attended that largest job fair ever that you hosted in Massachusetts? There was over 17,000 job seekers at that job fair. 1,700 companies. Wow. Now, from a job seeker point of view, you're probably like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how do I, how do I see 17? <laughs> yeah. Well, one, how do I stand out? But how do I see 1,700 companies? Here's the easy answer. You don't, right? Virtual is so efficient that you can log into that lobby and you can search, right? Why is Indeed the number one job board out there? Because it's easy. If I log into Indeed, I say I'm looking for a sales job in Fort Lauderdale and the companies pull up. It's the same thing within the virtual world is you search for those companies, right? Your title, your location. And it just brings up the companies that are hiring within your location and industry. Maybe it's 40 companies, but you don't have to weed through all these companies to say, what jobs do you have? You don't have to wait in line at a job fair with your resume and say, hi, I'm so excited. My name is Steve and I'm looking for an engineering job. And you're like, they're like, I'm sorry, we only have sales jobs. You don't have to do that in the virtual world. You see the jobs that the companies have and it's not what you like. You go to the next booth. There's no waiting in line. It's easy. It's efficient. Earlier, you told me that you can move faster if I attend these virtual hiring events. Why is that? And like, what's an example of me being able to move faster if I attend one of these events? You know what I think we should do is I kind of should explain a virtual job fair, right? Because a lot of people may not know what a virtual job fair is and how it works. So this will kind of answer that question. Sure. Is when you go to a virtual job fair, right? Think about this, right? I like to tell people, close your eyes and think about, right, walking into a room and in that room, you see a button that says industry, location, skill set, job category, job title. And you can click on it and you say, okay, I'm looking for a job in engineering. And you click on that engineering tab and boom, a bunch of logos pop up. And when you see that logo, you click on the first logo, you click on the about that company and you see what the company does. Then you can click on the jobs and say, wow, this is a great job. This is what I want. I could submit my resume. Okay. Or if it's not a good company, I click back out and I go to the next company and I look at their, what they do and I look at their jobs. That's not a good fit. I go to the third company and I see it. And now I'm like, this is a great company. This is a perfect job. I'm going to submit my resume to that company. But I also want to send either a live chat to that company or I want to schedule a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them so I know I have a time at 1 p.m. that I am talking directly with that recruiter. These are open postings. That's the benefit here. We're not looking at just the, a job, you know, and I'm not knocking job boards. I think they have their time and place and I recommend it, but you're making it seem like with a job fair, it's updated. Like these are definitely yeah. jobs that are open now. These are definitely recruiters and companies that are interested. And this is something that's going to yield some more engagement. 
yeah, that recruiter sets up that booth and that job that's live that day. So now you could click on that, submit your resume to that engineering job or that accounting job, and then start a chat with the recruiter and say, I just submitted my resume to the accounting position. I'd love to learn more. And the recruiter says, great. Are you available for a video interview? And they send you, they hit a button that sends you a link and you pop up to a video interview in a matter of seconds. There's no wasted time. You could just see all these companies and you only have to talk to the companies that you want to, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's Love efficient, it. right? You're going right from, so that person says, well, at an in-person event, we can shake hands and meet. I can meet you here as well, right? You can meet that because a job fair is not meant to have the full video interview. It's meant here, let's have a quick little video and then we can go next, right? Companies are going video interview first now more than they ever have. Makes sense. It's so much faster. And so many questions are coming to mind right now is if I were a job seeker and I've never attended a job fair before. Thank you for that outline. That was actually really helpful. But A, how much does it cost? Does it cost anything to attend a job fair? And B, how can I make sure I maximize my success if I were to attend a job fair? I want to get some interviews. I'm going to answer the first question. If somebody's telling you, you got to pay money to be at a job fair, I would not run. I would fly away from them as fast as possible, right? It's the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. that, that if people are trying to charge you to come to a job fair, or even when I did in-person events, I wouldn't even go to a hotel that charged parking. If we had to, like in Miami, because <laughs> everywhere charges for in Miami, I paid for the parking for the candidates. Yeah. And the gas too. I mean, technically it's all that stuff adds up, man. Yeah. So you shouldn't have to pay for that. But when you go to a virtual job fair, you know, some of the hosts will maybe open the event the day before so you can go in, look at the companies that you want, see what they have, what kind of jobs they have, kind of mark it off. And not everybody is as, we'll say as robust as Premier Virtual, but look at the companies that are there. And one thing I can always say is, don't just go to a chat, go into a company room, right? So I'm going into ABC Mortgage's room. Don't go in there and say, hey, what jobs are you hiring for? They're going to tell you, look at that button on the left that says job postings, right? They're going to say that you're not yeah, looking, right? Do your homework. And the good thing is, is when you go into these virtual booths, you can see what the company does. You can research them, look at their social media. So when you ask a question is, hey, I saw that you were in the news about this, or I'd like to learn a little bit more about this exact position. Hey, I submitted my resume to this, right? But I'm going to back up just a second too, is when you're a candidate and you're creating your profile for this virtual event, fill out your profile. So yes. think about like, if you go in and, and if you're a candidate and you see two companies back to back and one has their logo and completely filled out and one doesn't, and just has their logo and nothing else out there. You're going to be like, well, wow, this one, it looks more interesting because they did everything. It's the same thing with you is you can go in and you can have your resume, have your profile filled out. When you're going in, you're putting your best foot forward. How are you better than everybody? Like I used to tell people at the job fair, the in-person is, did you see those two people that you just looked at at left and right? They're your competition. Why are you better than them? What are you doing out there that they're not doing? You have to show yourself off and do what others are not willing to do. Because as you know, right, if you're out there looking for a job, it's not fun. Mm -hmm. Looking for a job is not fun. How can you make it more efficient, more effective? 
you know, if you're using job boards, job fairs, whatever you're using, I like to tell people to track, right? Have a spreadsheet of who you submitted your resume to, when you submitted it, what job fair, what job board, where did you submit it to? You know, when you submit your job, your resume online, hey, I just submitted my resume to this company. What happens on a lot of their sites is, here are some other companies that you may be interested in. And what do people do? They go, click, 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 ah, put their feet up, turn Jerry Springer on and say, I, I just applied to 50 jobs. I don't have to do anything else today. But then you're like, I'm getting calls from these companies that aren't a good fit for me. I didn't respond to this company. It's because you just clicked. You didn't research the companies, yeah. right? They're taking the shotgun approach and not the sniper approach, right? Would you rather submit your resume to a hundred companies out there that you don't even know or submit it to 10 that you know you want to go after? Research the companies that you want to submit your resume yeah. to. Connect with them on LinkedIn, right? Yeah, and that's a much faster way to get your job. People think it sounds counterintuitive. Like, would I rather get a hundred opportunities that are not targeted or 10 really good ones. And I always tell people mm -hmm. quality, not quantity in every single instance. And so you mentioned something that I do want to unpack and that's the interview. And you almost had me thinking, gosh, if I really bring my a game to one of these virtual hiring events, then this could progress to an interview on in the same day. Well, if I'm going to attend one of these virtual job fairs, what should I do to prepare for that interview that could come? Great question. So one, you need to prepare your surroundings. What's around you? What's behind you? You know, don't go to one of these when you're sitting at Starbucks, right? I know you can blur your screen now and you can have it where it's not. But what happens if somebody walks up and bumps you or spills something yeah, on you? Yeah, background noise and all that you know, stuff. You yeah. just don't want to do that. So we do some training with one of my clients is we really get people prepared. We live in a world, everything is video, right? You can do everything video, right? Most people have smartphones out there. Make a video of yourself, right? Of where you're going to be. Put your phone on there. Make a video, right? Know what's in your background, right? I have this, you know, here. If you look at my house when I'm at my home office, I have pictures of my wife, my kids, awards that I've won. I have all of that within there. That's a beautiful background, right? Knowing your background. I'm a fan of neutral background, neutral but professional. Yeah. And that goes for your LinkedIn photos and all that kind of stuff too. But you don't want it to detract away from you showing that you're a qualified person for the job. Like that should be the main focus, not whatever is in your background. I wholeheartedly agree. So what was one of the first things that you said to me when we got on here today? You're like, oh, he's got an American flag in the back, right? Yeah. If you can have something that can be, hey, here's a positive thing to talk about, right? Normally it's not the American flag. I happen to have it here. Usually it's a picture of my family, right? Because what's in the background is, can I build a conversation around that, right? Again, preparing is knowing your surroundings, knowing how, what are you going to sound like? Yeah. And that's what I wanted to ask is, so like I have my background and the positioning of it, but if I don't know what types of jobs that I'm going to get called in for an interview for, then how do I prepare my answers and prepare in a way that's going to make me sound like I'm a good fit for the role? So the good thing about that is most people, if you're going to a virtual job fair, you're looking for some aspect of a job that you know a little bit about. Right. So what I like to tell people, and, and this goes back to when I first got out of college and what I did is I was able to talk to myself. Now, people think I'm crazy, but I tell people this all the time in training is take your phone, turn on your video and talk to yourself. Right. If you can't talk to yourself, how can you talk to anybody else? 
it's not just what you say it, it's how you say it as well. So when you're in there and, and practice, right? If you're looking for a job, you should be able to have somebody else, right? That you can talk to, that you should be able to say, hey, how do I sound on this, right? Most of the times when you're looking at a virtual job fair, you don't have to prepare as much for that interview. That first initial interview at a virtual job fair, it's gonna all be about you. Tell me about yourself. Why should we hire you? You know, what experience you have? They're gonna be generic questions. Mm -hmm. You should be able to say, if they say, Steve, tell me about yourself. I can rattle off a 30 second pitch. I can rattle off a two minute pitch about, here's who I am. Hey, I'm, my name's Steve Edwards, CEO, Premier Virtual. I come from small town, Wisconsin. You probably never heard of Chippewa Falls, but I went to the army after high school because I wanted to jump out of airplanes, right? Yeah. That's a quick pitch that I have. And then people who can't see the video right now, but I could sense your energy and like that almost smile you have going on right now, which exudes confidence. I think that stuff matters so much when you're showing up to an interview. And I've had people that say like, well, Steve, and this is no knock, right? I have family members that are accountants. This is no knock on accountants. They're like, well, I'm an accountant and uh, I don't have that passion. I'm like, do you love what you do? Yes. Okay. Do <laughs> you, you love yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can still say, here's who I am and here's what I do. If you just sound like this and you can't really talk like this and nobody can really hear you, right? You could talk, but that's where you practice. Practice in the mirror. Talk to yourself, right? I don't care if you're driving to work. Talk to yourself. Look in the mirror. Who cares if people think you're crazy? You're trying to get a job and you're trying to be the best person you can be. After yeah. that interview, right? That virtual interview, again, it's going to be very basic questions. And it's not going to be the same day. This isn't sometime in the future, most likely. Yep. Sometime in the future. Okay. So, and I'm going to ask you this, Chris. I get ready for an interview, right? At the end of the interview, what does every manager or person who's interviewed ask the ask the candidate do you have any questions for me or about the company okay now here's the question right maybe this is the trick question how many questions should you have when they ask you that question what's the number steve i'm guessing like between three and five the way this is going but you tell me that's a good college try right three <laughs> right gonna have three questions right i used to believe a long time ago the question was this when are you going to hire me? You know, and I remember I was at a job interview one time and I haven't been in a job interview now in a long time, but I remember and, and they said, do you have any questions? And I go, just one question. He's like, what's that? I go, why are you wasting your time? He looks at me, what do you mean? I go, why are you wasting your time with anybody else? You know, I'm the best there is, you know, I'm the only person that's going to be the best at this job. So Shoot. when do I start? Yeah. But that, right. That was me. Wrong way to do it. Completely wrong way. <laughs> Now, I, the lo next I time love the I confidence, in, though. That's a tactic. That's a tactic. It was a very, very interesting tactic, right? It worked for me. Now, the next interview I went on, which was a lot longer after that, and this is where you're going to think I'm crazy, but you got to listen to the whole thing here. When you go to a job interview, you want to have 15 to 20 questions ready when they ask, do you have any questions? Okay. Chris, I loved wow. your eyes right there. You gave me that look. And here's why I'm going to tell you. What is a good interview? It is asking questions, right? It should be a conversation. They're going to talk. You're going to talk. So you're going to come in and you're going to have your notepad when you go into the interview. Okay. So you're going to have that. They're going to ask something. You're going to be like, that was a great thing you just said. That was actually one of my questions. You're going to look down and you're going to write the answer. Okay. Next time they do it, you're going to do it again. You're going to look down. 
at the end, they're going to say, do you have any questions? Yeah, I actually had, you know, 15 questions in here. Okay. So one, they're going to show that you prepared, right? If you prepare, like shows that. that you care. Yeah, okay? I completely so agree. You are doing something that nobody else is doing. Okay. Is you're preparing for that interview. You're not going to get through 15 to 20. Nobody ever gets through that many, but it shows one, you prepared Two, you're taking notes during that interview and you can repeat back to them what they said. It shows, man, this, this person is detailed yeah. that's in there. Right. So again, how are you doing something different than what everybody else is doing? Because it's not just you, right? You know, there's a lot of people that are out there, right? The next thing I, I used to tell people, this is nobody's ever called me to tell me that, that they've done this because I don't think anybody has tried it, is when you walk into the interview, <laughs> Chris is already like, God, this guy is not so. The 15 questions thing, that's awesome. I would yeah. do that. I think that's something I yeah. would do. And I come from podcasting, though, because I know what the value of asking questions is. It, it unlocks mm -hmm. everything. You can get them, in, right? You're building the conversations there. But here's where I like to tell people to switch it up. You walk into that interview. You go out and you shake their hand. You say, you know, so excited to be here. Thank you for taking your time out of your day to meet with me. What was it on my resume that you saw that wanted to bring me in for this interview Great today? question. You flip that yeah. script on them and you say back to them because most of them are thinking, hey, we're going to ask questions. I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to give me an answer. I'm going to ask you a question off that. You're going to give me an answer off that. You're going to say, hey, what did you like about me? Why did you bring me in here? That's also one of the best sales questions you can ask if you're selling anything. I mean, you're selling yourself in a way. You're selling your professional self. I should say, mm -hmm. when you're applying for these jobs. But what a good question. Say it just one more time for people. When you walk into that interview, reach out your hand, you shake their hand and say, I'm so excited to be here today. What did you see on my resume that made you want to bring me in here for an interview today? Well done. Perfectly phrased too. Phenomenal, right? And I love that. I always used to tell people, hey, send me an email. Right. If you did this, but there's a lot of people that just one, it takes some confidence to do it. And a lot of people don't think about that. Right. Cause you get in, people get nervous. Right. And they say they may not get nervous in an interview, but people still get nervous. And that's where I say, if you practice right in the mirror, on the phone, watching videos that's there, that's going to build your confidence. I don't care if you're an accountant, an engineer, a software developer, a salesperson, you're still going to have confidence in you and your ability. It doesn't matter what your title is. Are you confident in your ability? And if you're confident in your ability, you can show, hey, here's why I'm here. And here's why you should hire me. I love that. And I think you've probably convinced everybody listening at this point that they need to give these virtual career fairs a shot because, gosh, I want to start adding it to my list of things to recommend to job seekers now. I think it's a really good thing to add to our repertoire there. So in a sec, I'll ask a little bit more about Premier Virtual. But first, I just had to get personal with you. You said that you jumped out of airplanes for years and then transitioned yourself to building this big company. There has to be a backstory behind that and i get a lot of job seekers who are transitioning from one area to another i've had military to civilian transitions and sometimes these people have tough times moving into something new so what's your perspective and how do i prepare emotionally perhaps or just make sure i take charge to go where i need to go so i could go real deep on that we won't go all the way down the rabbit hole but you know 
again, I think a lot of it is I had to believe in myself. And I think if you believe in yourself and, and your abilities that are out there, you can do anything you want, right? As soon as I got in the military, I was like, I'm not making any money. You know, I was making $8,000 a year. And I'm like, I don't care how much food they give you, which was not great food. The barracks weren't good. I'm like, I need to go to school. So I was going to, I was going to college at night while, as soon as I got to the army, because I realized, as as there. hey, what my dream was of staying in the military for 20 years was not going to be there because financially it couldn't give me what I wanted. My mom always said, right, I lived on a, you know, on a, on a champagne taste on a water budget. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what, what I did, right, is I realized quickly the military wasn't for me. It taught me very quickly what I needed to know. If you're looking and you know, and I say this a lot, right? When you're looking to transition from the either the military to civilian, or you're going from you know one industry to another industry, the first thing is I want to ask or tell you to ask yourself is why? Why do you want to do this, right? Why do you want to go? Is it your passion? What do you want to do? What do you want to go, right? When somebody's transitioning, is to really sit down with yourself and you know write the whys. Right. And I used to do this with everything in my life. Right. I would take a little piece of paper and I would write a big T down the middle. And I know not everybody can see this, but I would write a big T down the middle and I'd write the positives and the negatives of the situation that I was going to go through. And I could then say, is there more positives or is there more negatives? And everybody can do that. Right. And I've seen graphs out there very similar to that where it was. You know, when they're looking at a job transition, you have your top left was your must haves, your bottom right were the can't haves. And then your top right was nice to have and your bottom left was don't really want, right? But you got to have, here's my must haves. I have to have this in my job transition. Is it a salary? Is it remote work? Is it, you know, work-life balance? What is it that you have to have? Mm -hmm. And what is it that you don't want to have? Do you have a plan to make that career transition, right? Is it, do you need schooling? Do you need a mentor group? Do you need people around you that are pushing you, right? Yep. Or are the people around you, right? I told the kid one time we were talking and uh, he came to a job fair. We were at a job fair in Tampa and this kid comes up to me and I go, do you have a resume on you? And he goes, I don't have a resume. I'm like, why wouldn't you have a resume coming? He goes, well, my friends told me I don't need a resume. And I go, you know what? I'm going to give you the best advice you've ever had right now. And he goes, what's that? I go, get rid of your friends. He looked at me like crazy. I go, if you have people that are negative around you and telling you the wrong things to do, you don't want to hang out with those people. It was the thing is trying to coach that person is who are the people that are around you too, right? Are they lifting you up or are they pushing you down, right? And sometimes in life, you got to get rid of people. And, And when you're looking for a job, I don't want to come home and have people be negative. Limit the exposure to negativity when you're looking for a job. Write down the whys, write down the pluses, write down the minuses, and really focus on, like we talked about earlier, is the right type of companies. Take that approach of research the companies, like Chris said, quality over quantity. I love that. Thank you so much, Steve. And I appreciate you coming on the Career Warrior podcast here. How can people attend a virtual hiring event. Tell me a little bit more about Premier Virtual in a nutshell. 
So Premiere Virtual, you know, we're the software that powers the event. So we don't host the events. You can connect with us on social media and we post our clients events that are on there as well. But really the easiest thing, and I tell everybody that's out there is when you're looking for a job, I'm not the only game in town, right? We may be the best game in town, but we're not the only game in town. There's a, there are other platforms that are out there. And if you want to stay in an area, search virtual job fairs and your location. Maybe you go by the city, by the state. You could search virtual job fairs, right? Tech focused or accounting focused. There's so many types of events that can go in, right? And just search virtual job fair in your city, in your state, in your industry, and it'll show because, but let's just say you live in, we'll say New York, right? And you want to get out of New York for whatever reason it is. Okay. You can now search for job fairs in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. right? And now you could attend a virtual job fair down there wherever it is, meet those recruiters, do that first little interview instead of having to go down there first. Search virtual, your city, your location, your industry. You'll have a list that'll pop up. Again, follow Premier Virtual. You'll see, you know, we post our clients' events on there as well so you can register for them. Awesome. And listeners, you know what I do. I'll make sure to include the link to Premier Virtual and Steve's handles as well so you can access that. So, Steve, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I think we enlightened some listeners to attend a virtual event. I think this was very insightful. Thank you, Chris. I know I got some crazy ideas out there, but uh, <laughs> I really want people to think outside the box when you're looking for a job. Don't do the same things. I used to tell people, go knock on doors. I'm like, go knock on the company's door. If you want to work for that company, go knock on their door do and say, different. hey, yeah. I'm here, right? Everybody is your competitor that's out there. How are you going to stick out? And I don't care if it's from an entry-level job to a CEO. And you have it, right? Also, another thing on the virtual job fairs is you're seeing more virtual job fairs that'll have higher-level positions on there as well, not just the entry-level positions. Makes sense. All right, Steve. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day, Chris. All right, listeners. This wraps up episode 282 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Are job fairs dead? Well, not necessarily. There are better ways to attend job fairs, I think, which is my key takeaway here. And it's to be strategic. And I think, yes, virtual job fairs offer the flexibility that traditional job fairs just don't have. And so if I was job seeking right now, I would hop on Google right now and see if there were opportunities in my area. And it doesn't even have to be within a 25 mile radius of your home. That's the beauty here is it allows you to expand a little bit. And perhaps I will check out a job fair in a neighboring city if I'm willing to land a job and work for a company in that neighboring city. I just think this opens up a whole nother world. And I think that's the incredible thing about what we learned today. Of course, I will link what was mentioned in this episode in the description of this podcast. And we release episodes every two weeks. These are episodes that are tried and true, good content for job seekers, because I have one goal here, and that's to help you to maximize interviews and land your dream job. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a friend in your life who could use or benefit from this episode, please be sure to text them that or even better post this episode on social media and tag me. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you next time. Career Warrior Podcast. And before you go, remember, if you're not seeing the results you want in your job search, our highly trained team of professional resume writers here at Let's Eat Grandma can help. Head on over to letseatgrandma.com forward slash podcast to get a free resume critique and $70 off any one of our resume writing packages. We talk all the time on the show about the importance of being targeted in your job search. And with our unique writing process and focus on individual attention, you'll get a resume, cover letter, and LinkedIn profile that are highly customized and tailored to your goals to help you get hired faster. Again, head on over to letseatgrandma.com forward slash podcast. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.